We greet you in Jesus' name this morning. We bring greetings from Melita Christian Fellowship in Martinsburg, uh, Ohio. Having been to, uh, yes, that's where connection is with Haiti. <clears throat> and being down there, I would, we had a, a, a good time and good help from here. And it is a blessing to have uh, two couples from here coming down to Haiti. And they, they will need your support, your backing. It can uh, become a lonely place. And it also uh, can be pulled so many different directions you uh, hardly know which way you're going. In uh, thinking about this, you know, the reason we go, Jesus said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's why we go. And that's why we go to help. Uh, knowing uh, uh, it's a poor country. It has their uh, record of... Uh, Godliness is not good. Why do we go there? Well, I'm not sure. Why, do, why, do, why don't we go to some rich, well-off country? You know, we don't seem to... Our background, our people are grown to people who are, who are poor, who are needy, who are poor in material things, poor spiritually, and our desire is to help with that, and when we go down there, I some of the experiences. Uh, when you go down, of course, we've got so many suitcases because we're taking things down for the people down there. Because you can't just buy things you have up here, so we have a pile of suitcases. And you come to the airport and you struggle with those up to the gate and check them in, and then you go back through. There's nobody there to. Seemingly, you have to look for someone even to help you with your tickets. There's nobody there, it seems. You come to Haiti, and you have so many hands grabbing for your suitcase and helping. You say, no, I can do it. Here, up here, you can't find anybody to help. Down there, you have to almost fight them off. They want to help you. <clears throat> and I say, no. And they want to come out and put it in the vehicle. I say, no. Uh, and... Then down there, it seems uh, Henry and Joel's had left for we were there for a week, and Joel's had come home, and and so we were the new people there, and we were kind of the target, you know, the inexperienced ones. We were we couldn't talk their language, and so Henry, the boy next door, Joel's had just barely left. There he was standing at the gate with his phone, his charger. He wanted to charge his phone. He asked, could he charge his phone? And I knew Joel didn't let him. He didn't charge other people's phone except for the people <clears throat> who actually work for him because there are people who have a business charging phones. And if he does things for them that they have a business themselves, he deprives them of their income. So he says no. So I told him no. And then he asked he'd like to work up on the hill on the new house. And I knew Joel didn't, Joel didn't hire him. He didn't have him there. So... 
I said no. I didn't feel good about it. You know, and, and Joel buying, uh, when we come back from the airport, Joel has a place he likes to stop uh, at a village market and buy vegetables, and the people come up. Uh, if you open your window, you've got vegetables shoved in there, and you look at them, and they're jabbering away, and you look at Joel, and <clears throat> you're not sure what to do, if they're going to leave it there or when we go or what. And Joel finally makes a deal, and, you know, next time you keep the window up so it doesn't happen again. And then they're out there. Then this old lady comes up. She knocks on the window, and you can see she uh, she's older. She has needs, and she's going, she wants something to eat. And you don't know if she is hungry, if she has needs, or if it's not, or if it's... See, you're a white American. You're a target. You are a food train for them. You are whatever they can get from you. It's something they don't have to get someplace else. And you don't know where you're at. And so you say no. And I sit there, and I look at them, and I came to help. And I'm saying no, and I'm ashamed, but I don't know what to do. Yeah, where is my heart? Well, that's why we're there. And I say no oftener than I say yes. And I'm not sure what the right answer is. It takes the grace of God to know what to do. Uh, and knowing the language is a, is a big asset. <clears throat> the uh, Sunday school there has, they have a uh, record attendance chart. Uh, and if you're not there in the first five minutes, you're not counted. If you come later, you're not counted as present. And they, Joel said, they are big on this kind of thing. Because the, the former doctor that had been at this place uh, had a, he introduced that. <clears throat> and he would have a record of people of attendance. And so uh, at the end of the year, if you had more than three marks, uh, if, you, if you didn't have more than three marks, you got something. So there was a prize involved. Uh, which was either uh, money or a prize, which he gave out at the end of the year if he didn't have more than three marks. So there's a big incentive to be there on time. Uh, some things we time didn't lack up here. Well, the church house was full. But when he went home, about half of the church didn't come anymore. Uh and I thought, you know, that, when he left, so did most of the church. Good? Uh, no. They came for the incentive, and I thought, you know, how do we look at that? Is we do kind of the same thing when you have a mission and you go down there and you send money down and people go down. It has to go someplace. It's for the local community. So if you, if you're connected to that, 
there is some benefit there. Well, as I thought of that, you know, this uh, half the church or most of the church left when the doctor left. Uh, I guess I've come to the point or come to the conclusion that while they were there, was there some seed planted that they could take with them? Some benefit given to them that they received that went with them for the rest of their life. Although they came for, for uh, the gain that they got in their personal life. Our goal is to have something that will go on when we go home. Is to leave something that when the Americans go home, that there is something there that will go on. That is what we want to leave. And it says, go ye. And if you have, says, go ye, who will send? And that is, I want to bless you as a church for doing that. Uh, one thing I, I thought of, and this has to do with the no and the no and the yes, I hadn't planned on using it, so I don't have all the names, but I remember reading in a devotional not long ago of a man who was waiting to cross the river, and there was a group of people, a group of men came with horses, and and they were crossing the river, and he was watching them, and then he asked one of the men, there is this can I ride with you across the river? And the man said, yes, you may. So he helped him up, get on the horse with him. And they crossed the river. And when they were on the other side, he got off. And then somebody asked him, uh, do you know who that man was? The man who had been waiting for, he says, no. He says, well, that was the president of the United States. And he gave, he gave his name, I don't know don't recall that was because I didn't know I was going to use it, so I didn't record that. <laughs> he says, why did you ask him? And the man said, because he had a yes face. And that has been a challenge to me. When to go to Haiti, it seems I'm saying no most of the time. But do I have a yes face wherever I go that people can see and feel free to ask, what do you have to give? And to give them more than just material things. Give them spiritual food. What do we need down there? It's an example of a living, godly family. Living there, I think, is going to do more than the, than the material goods that we give them. Of a godly, biblical family life. Is, is what we would desire to leave there is going to make a bigger impact. Read a verse from uh, in Acts 26. Uh, Paul speaking when he was struck down by, he's re reciting what was told to him when he was struck down by the light when he was on the way of Damascus. And he says, part of the message was, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. 
That is why we go. Not for what we can give them materially, but what we can give them spiritually, a spiritual inheritance. And I want to thank you as a church for making to your families available. It is a blessing. Uh, Let's stand for prayer. Father, as we are here this morning, we thank you for being with us and for your love. We pray for your grace upon the church here as they support uh, Jonathan's and Michael's. And we pray for Jonathan and Michael's that you would continue to bless them, watch over them, keep them safe, give them wisdom as they go, and that they may have a yes face and to know when and where to share Father, we thank you. We know that you have made all things and all is yours and we are your servants. Help us to uh, remember that and work in that and help us to work together in building your kingdom. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated.